Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Uh, looking back over the past, you know, uh, four decades of, of our ministry. Um, I can see how that some things 40 years ago seemed so huge, so big, unreachable virtually. And now those things are just regular operation now. Well, what happened? Um, our faith grew. Our, our walk with God and our closeness with Him, He was able to show us things. He was able to bring our vision up and our thinking up, and our faith up. Uh, these things don't just all happen in 30 minutes or overnight, uh, but when you feed your spirit on something good regularly, and then you, you act in accordance with what you believe, you say the same thing, you act other actions the same way as the Lord leads you, you change. You change and over, it really accumulates and develops over a period of months and years. You'll develop so much that you, you may go back around situations where you used to be and you'll think, well, what happened to them? It's not what happened to them, it's what happened to you. <laughs> uh, they didn't change and you have. And that's a good thing for you. It could happen for them too, but they'll have to make the same choices that you did. So if, if some things seem so daunting and so big and even overwhelming right now, don't despair. You know they're not bigger than God, and they're not bigger than the God who's in you. So uh, let God help you, feed you, and I'm telling you, I'm from experience, I've seen it over and over again in our own lives and in other people's lives, what used to seem impossible now seems, now is normal. <laughs> it's just normal operation. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Now there's always bigger and greater, right? There's some things, no matter where you are, there's some things that looks, whoo, yikes, that's big. <laughs> but you can get there. Yes. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And the Lord's got us on a path if we'll walk with Him and follow Him. Amen. Come on into the classroom, get your Bible, something to make a note with. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for what you're doing in us. You who have begun a good work in us, you are completing it. You are fulfilling it. You are perfecting it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Add to us what you know we need right now. Give us ears and heart to hear it and utterance and expression of it. And we'll give you the praise for it and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look please again in Luke 13. In, in our great textbook, the Bible, at this 16th account of healing in our study of these accounts, 
the healing of the woman with the spirit of infirmity. In verse 10, Luke 13, 10, it says Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. As we mentioned last week, Jesus did a lot of this, a lot of teaching and preaching. We took the time and saw uh, basically there's a half a dozen verses uh, through here that, that say he, he taught and he preached and he healed. He taught and he preached and he healed. You hear that repeatedly. Then it would say the people came to hear him and to be healed. They came to hear him and to be healed. So there are some special manifestations of the Spirit. Uh, but other than those, healing always follows hearing. Healing always comes after the teaching and preaching of the Word when it's received by faith because how do you get to faith? That's where the faith comes from, is from by the hearing. And so he's again teaching in one of the synagogues and it's on the Sabbath. And the scripture said, behold, there was a woman that had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. We talked about this on yesterday as class that uh, there are spiritual influences. These things are real. God is spirit. The Holy Spirit, obviously, spirit. Angels are spirits. The devil is spirit. His, co his co-workers, his uh, and demons and are, are, are spirits. They're called unclean spirits. They're called evil spirits. Uh, we don't know much about their origin. I don't know much about, you know, the inner workings of their activities. And frankly, you shouldn't want to know much. They're evil. They're nasty. They're liars. They are evil sums it up. Every bad thing that you know about in this life, it has a connection to them. And the worst person or persons you've ever heard about, uh, they got that from these evil uh, spirit and their influence. And what you find is the more a person yields to a spirit, they take on that spirit's characteristics. Uh, notice that um, uh, here it says the woman had a what? Spirit of infirmity or weakness. And of course that weakness can be connected to sickness and disease. In her case, it obviously was. It was a physical disability. And so I don't know, uh, you know, like I said, the background of that spirit. I don't want to know about that spirit. All I need to know is how to get rid of it. Amen. Right? Yes. And let, let me caution you. Do not read books on the occult, on devil stuff, demon stuff. They're probably lies. Hmm? Y'all understand? And everything you need to know about that thing, dealing with that, you're going to find in this book. Amen. And this is safe information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do not think, well, I, it'll help me to deal with the devil and learning about No, it will help them to get in your life. Amen. Do not do that. Don't do that. And don't uh, go to uh, so-called psychics. Don't call them. Are y'all with me, class? Yes. Do not get readings. Don't do it. 
It's forbidden in the scriptures. Are y'all listening to me, class? Why? Because there are, a lot of this is just people playing games and trickery, but some of them actually are working with wrong spirits. A few of them are. And they are liars. They are deceivers. They are master manipulators. And they prey on ignorant people and confused people and weak people. And so do not open yourself up to that. Don't read horoscopes. Don't get palm readings. Don't read tea leaves. Are y'all listen to me, class. Don't do any of this junk, this stuff. The Bible forbids it. Tells you do not do it. Commands you not to do it. And everything, like we said, that you need to know about evil spirits is right here. And the basic thing that you need to know is shut up and come out. <laughs> now, now you're laughing, but it worked good for Jesus. Is that right? It worked really good for Jesus over and over again. And you don't see him holding protracted discussions with these spirits. And you don't see him delving into all kind of detail about them. He shuts them down and he forces them out and forces them off and away so that the person is loosed. The person is set free. And so uh, this evil influence had affected this woman physically for 18 years. And it said that uh, she couldn't uh, lift herself up or straighten herself up. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Now, like we uh, had mentioned on last week, this word uh, loosed, and then when you look down in the 16th verse, when it says, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, lo, these 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? The word loose in verse 15, before that, you keep hearing, hearing this word loose. Loose, loose. There's a theme here. And it is actually the same word that's in 1 John 3 and 8. And you can look there with me if you want to. We We've looked at it, but it won't hurt us to look at it again. 1 John 3 and 8, the latter part of it said, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. For what purpose? Now, this is a big statement. Why was Jesus revealed? Why did Jesus come? Why was the Word made flesh? For this purpose was the Son of God manifested. Why? That He might destroy the works of the devil. Now that's the King James. But it is so interesting that the same word translated destroy, exact same Greek word, is translated a couple of times loose in our passage that we're studying right now. In Luke 13, where it says, verse 16, where Jesus said, she ought to be loosed. That's the exact same word that's here translated destroy. In 1 John 3, 8, you might say, well, that, that doesn't sound like the same thing. Well, it is, if you think about it, because uh, how is the woman going to be loosed? Because the thing that's binding her is going to be destroyed. Amen. <laughs> yes. Hallelujah. Yes. This, is, this is good. And 
It, it shows the bigger picture of the ministry of Jesus. The Bible said, we, we saw this in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is not just a, a single instance where he said, you're loosed. That's what he's doing everywhere he goes, is loosing people from oppression, loosing people from satanic influence, satanic bondage, satanic oppression, loosing people uh, when he'd say, your sins are forgiven, uh, rise and walk, <laughs> be, be loosed, be free. Even if he didn't use that exact word, that's what's going on everywhere he goes. And that is his unchanging ministry. And, and since we're a part of what he's doing in the church, in the body of the Christ, that's our ministry. Right? We are assistants to Him, right? And with the help of His Spirit, we are ministering uh, this liberty, this loosing. Everywhere we go, we are announcing, you are free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are free. That is the gospel. That is the good news. That because of what Jesus has done, you are free. You are free from your sin. You're free from guilt and shame and condemnation. You're free from judgment. You're free from hell. You're free from the penalties of pain and poverty. You're free from confusion and depression. You're free. You're free. You've been delivered. Hallelujah. From all the power of darkness, you've been translated into the kingdom of God's dear Son. And if the Son has set you free... Honey child, you are really free. Free indeed. Oh, somebody say free, 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 free. Can you tell something stirs in you when you hear that? That's because you, your heart knows this is it. This is the big thing. This is the good news. In Luke 4, if you would go back and look there. So when Jesus says... You uh, said you are loosed. You are loosed. This is not something he just told this one woman. This is something he's doing on a regular basis. You're loosed. You're free. In Luke 4 and 14, it said after the uh, uh, temptation in the wilderness for those 40 days and nights, Luke 4, 14, Jesus returned in the power of of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. So notice the word power, power, in the power of the Spirit. Verse 18, when Jesus stood up in the synagogue, and now we noticed in, in Luke 13, what's Jesus doing on the Sabbath day? He's teaching. Wonder what he's teaching. Well, here we have an excerpt of something he taught, and we have reason to believe that he used this passage repeatedly when he was uh, teaching in the synagogues. In verse 16, it says, uh, He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, stood up for to read. There was delivered to him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book and he found the place where 
It was written, and this is in Isaiah 61. And he read this out of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me, hallelujah, to preach or proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty. Can you see that last phrase kind of sums it up? To set at liberty. Isn't that the same thing the previous ones are saying? If you're brokenhearted and you get healed and you're not brokenhearted anymore, did you get set free? Yes. Were you liberated? Yes. Right? If you're in bondage, if you've been in captivity and you get set free, obviously then you are set free. If you've been blind, and is, is blindness a bondage? Is that a restriction? Is that a limitation? And then you're enabled to see. Have you been set free? You were set free. See, that, that is the recurring theme over and over again. Well, we've got to back up. Who put them in bondage? Who was involved in them being brokenhearted? Come on, this is not a trick question, class. What, do you know? The evil one, the devil. Well, who was involved in them being in captivity? The devil. Who was involved in the sickness and the blindness and them being bruised and damaged and hurt? Who is involved in the bondage? It's the devil. Who did it? The devil did it. Well, why did Jesus come? To undid it. Is that right? To undo what the devil did. Oh, hallelujah. It is so simple, but it is so powerful, and it is so great, it is so amazing. Anything the devil did to mess it up, God has done something about it to fix it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the, the proclamation of the good news is, you are free. That is the message. But now, you'll find... That when you're talking about something like this, you have two major components to it, not just the one. There is the proclamation and there is the power. Oh, come on, can you see this? Boy, this is good stuff, class. There's the proclamation and there is the power. You know, in this country, there was slavery for a long time. And then there was the Emancipation Proclamation. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> what, what is that? What is, emancipation is being set free. And what's proclamation? Well, that's announcing it. So it is the liberty announcement. Amen. What was it? There came a time, you know, uh, uh, actually it was one of the things that, that set the set off the Civil War. But the proclamation, Abraham Lincoln, you know, was president. And the proclamation of emancipation was made. What is that? That all the people in the country who were slaves are pronounced free. You are, now that means you are legally free. But how many understand, it's going to take something else for you to experience this freedom that is, is yours, and truly it is yours, but what's it going to take? It's going to take power. Can you see that? Yes. Power to effect it. Power 
to enforce it because even though something belongs to you legally, there are bad people that, will, that are lawbreakers and they will ignore that uh, emancipation proclamation and they will try to force people into servitude anyway. This is just a perfect picture of how the enemy works. He endeavors to keep everybody in bondage of different varying degrees and always trying to make it worse and worse. Bondage, servitude to sin, uh, servitude in darkness. But Jesus has already come. He already paid the price. He already overcame the enemy and won. I said he won. He already won. He won and, and he has risen from the dead, triumphant over death, hell, the grave, sin, all of it. Somebody say he did it. He, he, he already did it. And now he has sat down in triumph at the right hand of majesty on high. And he has given the chief assignment to the church, go and make the emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> Go tell everybody Amen. the good news yes, that I have set them free. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. 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 That's the gospel. Yes. That's the gospel. But we are, we, all you got to do is look around. There's a lot of people not free. Right. right? And after the Emancipation Proclamation in this country, there's still a lot of people that weren't free. And for a long time, weren't free. Well, why? Because even though uh, it's been done and, and, it, and it's, it's legally a fact, it takes power to affect it. Can you see that? It takes power to enforce it. And so when, when he says, look at it again, he came out, verse 14, in the power of the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. When he came out of that, that wilderness temptation... He came out in total victory. The devil didn't get anywhere with him. He didn't fool him. He didn't trick him. He didn't uh, accomplish one thing in that temptation. And Jesus is coming out of there in power. All that anointing that came on him when he was baptized in the river Jordan, the spirit came on him, remember, in a bodily shape and form. Oh, that's, that, that's why the devil hit him with all that temptation then. He saw all that power come on him and he knew if I don't do something to stop this, this power is going to start manifesting, this anointing. Tell me what the anointing does. Huh? What does the anointing do? Well, let's put it on the screen. Somebody might not know it. What, what does the anointing do? Oh, somebody say, thank you for the anointing. Lord. In, in Isaiah 10, 27, you'll hear this quoted oftentimes in our circles. Where, where do people get that? It says in, in Isaiah 10, 27, it'll come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck. Now this was talking about the oppressor that would force uh, subjugation, bondage. This is like an enemy had come and conquered you as a people and forced you into uh, slavery. And so this, this yoke is, um, this could be uh, a metal band. This could be a chain. This could be a wooden yoke. Uh, this, is, this is you being a slave. And this burden 
from your shoulder, that's you carrying burdens like a beast of burden, you, you working as a slave. And it said, notice the last part, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 That's the power that affects the truth. The Emancipation Proclamation, then, the power is manifested to effect what the Lord has said and done and accomplished. That's the way it always works. The Word is pronounced and the power makes it happen. Amen. You remember in the very beginning, it said that um, darkness was on the face of the deep. Uh, before there was uh, mountains and human beings on this, on this planet. And, and God spoke. It said the Spirit hovered over the face of the deep. Why? Why? What's the Holy Spirit doing there? He's ready. He's, he's ready for what? For God to speak. Come on, can you see that? And when God spoke, light be, and then he spoke the other things, the Spirit of God then moves and manifesting the power to cause the effect of what God said. Amen. The Word and the power. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, the Word, the word and the power. And the, power. The, word the Word and the power. And the, power. the proclamation of freedom and then the manifestation of power to bring it to pass, Amen. to affect it. Now, now with that in mind, uh, go back to your, over to Luke 13 and see how this happened. Luke 13, this woman was in this terrible condition for these 18 years. Verse 12, Jesus, when he saw her, he called her to him. He said, come here, dear, come here. And then he said something. What did he do? Emancipation. <laughs> Proclamation. Didn't he? Yeah. What did he say? Woman, pay attention, listen. You are loosed from your infirmity. Now, if we just stop right here, is she still bent over? Yeah. Come on, are you looking at the text? If we stop right here, is she still bent over? Is she free? Yes, she is. <laughs> I said, yes, she is. If you were a slave down in the South, when uh, President Lincoln announced Emancipation Proclamation, were you free yes. in this country? Yes. Yeah, you were. Yes. Did you necessarily live free? No. no. But were you free? Yes. Yeah, you were. Come on, can you see what we're talking about? Yes. And when Jesus tells her, you are loosed, is she loosed? Yes, yes she is. She don't look loosed. <laughs> she doesn't feel loose. Notice what happens next. And... Oh, somebody say, and, 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 and he laid his hands on her. What is this? What is it? Power, power. You got the word and you got the power. He laid his hands on her and that anointing manifested to bring to pass what he had just said. And she obviously didn't resist it, didn't reject it. She must have been said, oh, I'm good with this. <laughs> is that right? And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Oh, hallelujah. The power manifested the proclamation. Amen. Glory to God. Glory. And our time's up again. 
<laughs> but as you can see, there's a lot more here. Said out loud, I am free, I am free. for he has set me free. Set me Praise free. God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got no Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.